Miriam Tazi in the house. And Malcolm Riddle. What's happening? Not much. Huh? Not much. You got it together? Yeah. I'm you ready? Okay. Sort of. Come on, get with it. You're ready. Born ready. Oh. And welcome to another episode of American Riddle. And as always. What? I don't know. <laughs> you didn't know what you were going to say. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to say if you want to donate, if anyone wants to get involved with the American Riddle podcast, what can they do? Oh, my God. They can uh, get on the American Riddle website you, and, and it, click it, on the, Amer- the Amazon banner Yeah, and uh, bookmark it. There you and go. And then whatever they want to order, they just go through that and then uh, that's right, and it gives us. Out. That's right. It gives us a little kickback. All right. Kickback. And, and when, yeah. And when you don't have to start with, oh, my God. Like, well, that's how they donate. That's how they get involved. Okay. And a few people, I got some feedback last week that um, Katz, Grandmaster Katz, actually lined up a couple of interviews. So he he uh, heard the message, and hopefully others will hear the message. And if you want to get involved, help with the overall production, whether that's going to the Amazon banner, clicking on it, bookmarking it, and that way when you do future orders, it helps out the podcast. And you donate without you know coming out of pocket. However, there is a donate button that you can donate and come out of pocket if you want. Doesn't have to be much. We just want some cables. That's all we want. We don't want much. Mics and cables. I mean, you know, we're, we we take what we can get, right? Because this is uh, podcast number one forty four. So I mean, we're we're moving forward. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's what's up, people. So here we are, funky fresh in the flesh. She always laughs at my rhymes. Always. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> you laugh now. You laugh now. I know you can write, though. That's the thing. You just off I the can top, write, you man. know. Yeah, off the dome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Home alone. Oh, you know what I mean? Sitting on the throne. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's up? Oh, so yeah. what's up? What's going on? Well, speaking of writing, oh. since you brought that up. Sure. So I started writing um, a script I've been talking about How's for a long that going? time. You know, it's going when I when I allocate time, mm. and uh, when I find what happens is I start allocating time on craziness. Not so much craziness, but just work related stuff. Whether it's you know in the wine game, newsletter related stuff, the email newsletter that I write out every week. Mm-hmm. I did that last night. I started, and before I know it, an hour passed by. And I told myself early in the day, I, I knew I'd have some extra time. I could write at some point. Mm. Didn't happen. <coughs> well, yeah, you definitely have to kind of force yourself to give yourself that time. But are you the kind of person that once you start, like you're like in the groove and then yeah, you it's, write for it's, a long time? It, it's or? scary. Cause Why? When, well, scary. I mean, scary in a good way. Because like when I start, when I start, especially with, the script and the script is based is is in a nutshell it's a coming of age story uh based in flint michigan mm. and that being said uh and it's also a, a i guess you can't really call it a period piece but it's set in the uh the early uh mid 1980s mm. um when i do start writing i can visually see everything as it's unfolding and i can also I can also mold it, and I'm well. I'm molding it as I'm writing it, and I can see it as it would appear on the screen. And then, you know, I get tired, or something happens, or 
you know, just life gets in the way and I'll stop. But I'll be in that zone. So, yeah, to answer your question. But the bad thing about it is life is always in the way. Right, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's excuses or what, but it does it does happen, and I'm sure you know. I mean, I hate to call myself an artist, but I'm sure other artists, when when they're doing something, whether it's a hobby or whatever, I'm sure that you know they get distracted as well. But the distraction part is the it's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? And the distraction doesn't have to be you know work related. It could be you know children. It could be. Uh, family related it could be hunger mm-hmm. in, in, in my case most of the time uh but but whatever whatever it is i think that's why also i have a, I have a buddy of mine he just went to the cayman islands to write yeah that's that's the thing sometimes you really need to get away so that you don't have those everyday distractions that can just like, you need to get out of your elements so like when you hear no writers excuse. and painters when they go to paris right and they stay for you know, the summer or a year just to... Yeah, they just have a beautiful view when they just get inspired, you know? I don't even need that. I just need quiet. All I need is isolation. Like, if if someone, like... Yeah, but with the amount of technology that we surround ourselves with, it's never really quiet. You know, you'd have to really be without that stuff, too. And if you're in a place where you can't use your phone, you know, really... I am. I can do that. But I just need... When I mean by quiet, I mean being set up. Like if if th- this would be my ideal perfect scenario, okay. it, if a production company said, "All right, look here, bills paid, you know, bills pl- paid. Here's a room, here's a pen, here's a pad or computer or whatever." I can. I'm not one of those dudes that I, it has to be the the pen to the pad. You know what I mean? <laughs> it has to be organic. It has to be a type. No, writer. no. I, I've tried that, but then I find that that you know once I'm yeah, it has to be a type. Who is this person? <laughs> You know what I mean? You know, it has to, I have to feel it. But I get it, though. Everyone has their, their thing, so I, you know, I'm not knocking it, but Jesus, I'm not that dude. You know, <laughs> you just put me on whatever, and I'm seeing it, and I'm typing it or whatever, uh, and it just goes. So you write on your computer? It clicks, yeah. Okay. Well, I write on everything, actually. Throughout the day, I'll, I'll write, and it could just be, it could be a line. Like, every day, I, I usually write something. That's good. And it could just be a line from a, for a character, and I'll jot it down, and I've got it in my uh, notes app on my phone, which, which, which will probably crash and erase everything. So I need to have like a, a secondary, yeah, a backup of those because yeah. it's, it's long. So I'll come up with stuff throughout the day or a character's name or something like that, something you know I may uh, find interesting, and I'll write those down. But... What works for me, like I, I could bang this out probably in less than in 30 days. If you had the time. Like if, if I you... allocated the time, yeah. It's just that that's what we're, we're all on this earth fighting for. It's more time, quality time. You know what I mean? It's weird, man, because when I'm in different countries, like time goes by so much slower than when I'm here. It's just strange. Like it's it's really a matter of perspective, you know? Like it's... There is time if you want to give it time, and I know that you know you want to give writing time. And yes, I think you do have too many distractions here for sure. But but I'm like that. Know. I'm like that also in 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 the wine game. I got like ex, so many different distractions going on, whether it's this importer or distributor not doing something or the other one. Like I'm juggling constantly. 
I find mm. I'm I'm sharpest when I'm focusing on that one thing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like you tell, or I tell my son, and uh, people may tell their children, uh, you know, homework time, focus, reading time, focus, you know what I mean? Football time, focus. So on the one thing, instead of trying to juggle, and that's, that's been a problem of mine for 20 years, is trying to, I'm always juggling something, but I'm, I'm my sharpest, whether it's in the gym or whether it's allocation of uh, a specific time. And when I focus on one thing, that's when I'm, I'm most sharp. And, uh, I, yeah, I need to really find a way to uh, allocate that time to get this uh, get this finished. I think you will. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a, uh, like I said, when, when I do get in the groove, I mean, I can see it. I watch so many films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it not... It, it's premature and it's easy for me to say, yeah, it's going to be this. It may not. Just my goal is to finish it. Right. You know, it may never get made. It may never get picked up or whatever. But, uh, yeah, the, the the goal is to be able to finish it, I think. Just like, you know, anything else anyone does on for, to get them through. Mm. Playing a guitar or whatever. Whatever your thing is. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I need it. The uh, yeah, and then just time in general. I mean, when I when I th- when you think about time, I mean, if we look at we're only what we're two months in, almost a halfway point of this month, mm-hmm. February, right? Yeah, crazy. But you look at what happened over the past, you know, couple weeks with a lot of people passing. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of a lot of big names, prominent names. Was it Maurice White from? Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I heard about that. You know, over a week or so ago. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's not that that you know those are those are that was a big one, right? People were talking about it. I mean, you know? I grew up, I grew up on Earth, Wind, and Fire. I took my mom to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know what I mean? Like Earth, that's awesome. the <laughs> elements. You know, I don't even think you understand how I was telling you. I was telling you last night. Two prominent figures. My brother went to see Angela Davis. Oh yeah. Two two prominent figures in my household that I remember since I could walk was Angela Davis and Malcolm X. And when it comes to uh, music, I mean, there was more than two, but there was always Motown. Yeah. It's always Motown. You know what I mean? And it was it was Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Smokey Robinson. Mm-hmm. No Marvin Gaye? Yeah, I'm getting that. Okay. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire, Marvin Gaye. Or Marvin Gaye, Earth, Wind, and Fire rounds out that top five. Wow. Um, and in no specific order. But those, every weekend, every weekend, what? What's so funny? No, because I know that your brother was probably listening to Prince in the other room. No, no, no. I'm talking about before. Oh, this early, is before early. the 80s. This is, yeah, this is before that. Yeah, yeah, when that happened, yeah, when that movement happened, but this is way before. I'm talking about as a toddler. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was, those were the five. Heavy rotation. Like, my old man had. It's a great rotation. There's nothing wrong with that. My old man, <laughs> my old man had the the reel-to-reel uh, system. I don't even know what you call it. Dex. It's like reel-to-reel. It's tape. It looked <laughs> official. 
It's like up there on the wall. It was like a whole, it was not like today. You just got like a stupid phone and you put it in the corner. There's no display. No. They used to have towers, like a cabinet, a cap, a glass. If you had the glass cabinet, you know what I mean? But, but even before that, these pieces, my old man had the Morantz. It was a, it was called a Morantz receiver, right? And the shit would glow this this pretty like uh what was it i think it was like greenish bluish color when you turned it on she would power on wood casing you know what i mean wood. you don't move it you leave it in one spot you it's could, like there forever <laughs> it's heavier than a microwave i mean the thing was it was big and it was heavy and it was it was wood on casing and it had the polished aluminum Ooh. you know what i mean and you know you could listen to radio that's your receiver then you'd have the turntable you know, vinyl, and then you'd have, uh, yeah, and you had the the reel-to-reel system. Wow. I mean, they had it in Pulp Fiction. Remember the part? Mm-hmm. John Travolta and shit, and <laughs> motherfucker did the Heron, and the, he was listening to the music. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? School work, whatever, whatever, whatever we did throughout the week, you know, mm-hmm. it was on, but I swear, Saturday morning? It's better than the shit I listened to growing up. <laughs> Really? Oh, my dad listens to now. Yeah, it's, you know, Arabic, like, Ella music. It's Andalusi music. Very different. It's music that they play for, like, crazy people to calm them down. <laughs> no, not us. Sa- Saturday morning, I mean, it was on. <laughs> That's awesome. Who doesn't want to wake up to this? I wake up to this today. But all I want to do is sleep in. <laughs> yeah, but this is not. No. You hear this, you want to wake up. <laughs> Horns. Get you going. What did you go wrong with that? Every Saturday. And I'm not talking about it, you know, easy listening. Full. <laughs> These were speakers. I didn't even get into the speakers, right? Oh. <laughs> so my old man would have these speakers, right? Yeah. And he had the speakers. These speakers were also wood was really important back in the days. Yeah. Like everything, it was wood. Yeah. TVs, everything had yeah. wood. Yeah. You know. It's true. So the speakers had had big subwoofers. Big subwoofers. Sometimes if you had two. You were the man. <laughs> Two subwoofers. And you got your your mid mids and your tweeters. You know what I mean. And it had like a, a a foam foam front where you could take it off and then you could see it. Sometimes sometimes you would take that off just to display it so you could see your subs. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I swear to God, uh, Hannah got they, they my parents would work on like. Uh, uh, plants they were big in the plants a lot of greenery you know what i mean so plants and cleaning and house chores chores on saturdays lots of music windows open you know what i mean and uh yeah that's cute it was insane just straight and, and you gotta understand this i'm a dude i really appreciate this music now but but coming up you know what i mean You're like ah oh, again yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't diss it, but you know what I mean. It was like, it was like the old man's music. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't really start 
getting into music until I heard Planet Rock. But this this didn't bother me. It's just what I grew up around. You know, this is just it just came. It was there. You're very lucky for that. No, yeah. I mean, now it's it was the you know it was the your, foundation exactly of your love for hip hop today. Too. Yeah, it was the so. it was the foundation, yeah. and so this is what we would hear all the time from Flint, Michigan. We moved from Flint and we moved around the country uh, in the uh, mid seventies. Uh, we went to Denver, and it was around Denver. You know, what I mean, my old man would be blasting this stuff every Saturday morning. Windows open, but he was in the burbs now. Mm. I mean, he was in the burbs. So when I mean the burbs, this is when black people, it wasn't cool. Like it, it just, people didn't even know anything about the culture. Mm. Circa 1977, 78 in the burbs and you were the only black person in Denver, Colorado. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it, yeah, you stuck out like a, a sore thumb. I mean, it was... Uh, it was a different experience, and I don't think that the... Uh, Did the neighbors have a problem with it? I don't think they understood. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think about it. I mean, this isn't like now, where if you're... If you're you said, you know, you might be uh, at work or something like that, and you'll put on Motown or something. Would it, would it, how do people react that aren't from this gener or they're from this generation and may not be familiar with the music when they hear it. How do people usually react when they put hear your playlist? Oh, that's old music. You know what I mean? It's like old people music or whatever. Really? I thought you sometimes. said they loved it. They will sometimes, but like I I'd still got, you know, best music playlist, you know, in my job, but um it's still considered, you know, old school in their minds you know what i mean but it's a lot of fun like they definitely have fun and then they're like oh you know they'll play stuff that like has th- those samples so i'll be like do you want to hear the original you know what i mean and i'll play the original and then it's like oh and they get into it but it's still you know i mean if they play their stuff it has nothing to do with the style that i play you know so it's still education for them <laughs> so well like i said my 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 uh the tradition kept going. I mean, I think at, at the peak of blasting music, my old man, it was it was during that time we lived in the burbs, whether it was uh, Denver, Colorado. From there, we mo- uh, moved to Mill Valley, in, right outside the Bay Area in San Francisco. Windows up, man. I mean, it was it was game on, especially in Denver. I remember specifically because at this time, at this point in time, uh, and I get confused because there's just so much going on in that period. But uh, like I said, the, the the neighbors, I don't think they knew. And I would always be outside. Like he'd have us outside doing mulch, you know, all this craziness, yeah. you know. But I would I would be out there playing with my Star Wars figures mm. after the fact and building forts, <laughs> you know, jumping stuff, you know, BMX running around, skateboards, the whole nine. But, uh, you know, w- one day he was blasting uh, – he was blasting this. Straight up. And it was loud. Like I was outside playing and I knew what it was. So I'm playing with, you know what I mean? I'm playing with Luke Skywalker and I'm playing with Han Solo. You know what I mean? And I'm playing with all these figurines and uh, I'm out there and this is just blasting. And I, I remember this like it was yesterday. Right, and so, like like nothing, the neighbors are going for a walk, 
right? Yeah. And uh, one of the neighbors comes up to me, and they're like, "Hey, you know, how's it going? You're is that is that your dad in there singing? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's really good." <laughs> and I looked at him. I looked at him sideways. Like I looked at. I, that was the first time. Like. Yeah, he's got backup singers and stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, we've got like, the Jackson Five this, like performing out there. This, this <laughs> motherfucker practicing inside. All black families, you know, they have they have Jackson Five yeah, skills. This, <laughs> this motherfucker's got horns and shit. And uh, he's got an orchestra yeah, going. This, wow, you yeah, guys, that's really this is what good. they said. This Thank what, you. Yeah, this is Thanks. what he's no, just practicing. Yeah, no, no, I didn't say. I looked at him sideways. You know what I mean? And I was just like, <laughs> I'm just trying to get back to, you know, playing. Can I play with my, my figurines? Literally, I swear to God. And then they followed up and was saying, you, you, you're something to the liking of he's really talented. <laughs> I hear your your dad and your brother all the time. You know, because I may have said something to the liking of, oh, that's my dad or my brother in there. You know, because uh. they, they, they were like. Two peas in a pod as far as their musical taste goes. I mean, my, my older brother was, you know, he was hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And, of course, as he moved on, he moved into uh, to Michael Jackson and, uh, and Prince down the road. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Backup singers, my mom, and you know what I mean? Her friends are over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're actually in there. On stage right now, motherfuckers. Get the hell out. Can you believe that shit? Huh? Funny. Oh, that's great. Jeez. So, yeah, that was a different time. <laughs> in a different place, let me tell you. Oh. I mean, you could you could basically go... You could I could write so many different films just based on those time periods. Mid-70s, early 80s, and even mid to late... 80s and it's it, it would the the people today would just be miffed you know what i'm mean? just like wow miffed. yeah is that a word i think yeah <laughs> miffed what is that word look that shit up Miriam tazi yeah i I'm, I'm not kidding man i mean it was just a uh it was a strange 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 time no doubt um it was uh yeah, it was uh, it was bizarre, right? Yeah, she was slightly miffed at not being invited. She's slightly puzzled, annoyed, huh? Annoyed. It's annoyed. It means. Mm-hmm. M i f f e d. Maybe I didn't use it right, but anyway, it's not the first time. <laughs> now we know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, the music. I mean, it, it just makes me wonder. You know, when I think of you mentioned earlier about. Uh, about the way, whether it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, or whomever, yeah. is received today, and if it's if it's dismissed as old music, you know, I've even I've even cornered some cats that I work with, and they're singers, mm-hmm. and I ask them, you know, what you know, who their influences are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't even mention, you know. Well, they don't know that it's actually influenced from, you know, Motown or whatnot. So it's, it's, 
you have to have the curiosity. Like the reason why I did, I just, I was curious. It was hip hop that really got me going where I wanted to know where the samples were from. And then when I got into the samples, you know, then it would get into funk and soul, you know, and then I just fell in love, you know, and it just kind of just went from there. So you have to have that like curiosity and, and want to know, like want to know the history. Yeah, but how can you, how can you not, how can you be a student? How can you be a student I of, agree. I'm of with you. any particular art? You know what I mean, and not know uh, the masters. Well, because That's my today, point. today education is different. You know, you can learn everything by just googling it and on the spot. You don't actually learn it, so it's like it's di- it's different now. You know, when you're in school, like when I studied psychology, we were required to take the history of psychology. You couldn't pass, you know, without taking that. But today, you know, you can create your own music without taking a class. So it's like the steps to get there are not really there. You know. Like the education part of it, you know, like you can learn how to use GarageBand and create beats or whatever and learn how to hit it on your computer. But it's like you you have to consciously make an extra effort now to go and learn the history, you know? Yeah, but that's but that's my point, though. Like, how can you not are you are you are you that not you, but the the people we're talking about Mm -hmm. is this group of people that caught up with themselves that they're not curious cuz i mean i was just talking to a guy and I, you know i was he, he can sing right and I, and i'm at, and i'm asking him like well i mean who's your who are some of the the, the people that influenced you and he named a you know a bunch of you know new jacks people that probably came out uh probably around 2005 and, and past that okay. i guess maybe i don't know some of the names i, I knew some of them i didn't okay he, and he mentioned bruno mars mm-hmm. right i like bruno mars i think everyone likes bruno mars he's been featured talented. he's very talented mm-hmm. multi-talented and he's mm-hmm. he's a quote-unquote safe artist as far as for the super bowl and commercials and stuff like that but uh, uh you know when i talk when he when he when he said bruno mars automatically you know, flags went up, and I was like, "Okay, Bruno Mars, right?" I'm an old guy now, so I'm like, "Surely, you know, you've you've heard of uh, Motown, right?" Because he is he is the embodiment of the Motown sound, and I'm like, "Have you explored?" You know, it's like you know you know Marvin Gaye, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like no enthusiasm or nothing like that and i was like okay i was like well you know you know michael jackson right if you know bruno mars you got to know michael jackson and i was like if you know michael jackson i was like you know james brown and you got to know jackie wilson like you you have to know those guys to understand where they are even michael jackson acknowledges his imitation of james brown and jackie wilson you know what i mean and even if you go further than that, you can go back to Cab Calloway. You can go back to tons of people prior to during that that jazz era. If you, you'd have to know them, and I don't know, maybe it was because I was submerged with it every Saturday morning. I you know think, what I mean? I think that's that's definitely part of it. You know that you just you know, and it's just you love it and it's just that's it's, the it's thing. almost like offensive you know to not know you know especially if you do like bruno mars you know it's like well you got to know where he got it from you know but like i said you have to make that effort you know and um 
and want to want to listen to that and not have it sound too old school for them. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but those 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 artists I just mentioned, there's no old school to it. There's no old you can You even, don't hear it as that, but other people might, you know, someone in their like okay. if your son listened to Marvin Gaye today, what would he say? Dope. Really? Yeah. Even My son's he's the really exce- into boom bap like he's, he's like, the exception because just la- just last night we were we were we were texting back and forth and he was texting me all these lyrics of Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. He, that's his that's his dude, right? It's not I, a bad dude to have. It's not a bad dude to have, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, me being being the old guy that I am and the dad that I am, when he sent me this long text, he uh, did a cut and paste of one of um, K dot K dot song is what we call him <laughs> K dot songs. Uh, it was all the lyrics, right? right? So automatically, I sent back. Well, what did you think? Own. What did you think of the ones that he sent you? First of all, no, it's it's dope. Yeah, I can't deny Kendrick Lamar. Okay, I was just Ken, Kendrick Lamar is that dude. He's that voice. You know what I mean? There's there's a few of them out there. There's more than a few actually. There's mm-hmm. a bunch I don't even know. But uh, Kendrick is definitely the one of the the forerunners, if not the forerunner. The, the, he's the dude. You know, there's no denying that. He's talented, you know. Very talented. Yeah. The thing is, I can't get get caught up in my own madness and be like, "Oh, this one's better," or "He's not doesn't even compare to back in it." You know, and you can't because when I was fourteen or fifteen and sixteen years old, you have to take into account all the things I was experiencing at that time, coming into manhood, uh, exploring, going out on my own going to shows, hanging with friends, just living life, developing. So that enhanced that journey with music, you know what I mean? So that's attached. You know, now if I hear something new, it's not going to be this that same freshness that he's experienced. So I can't denounce anyone, yeah. you know. When he came at me years ago and was like, oh, yeah, Mac Miller or, or someone else was the A, Bs, and Cs. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. All right? Stop the presses. All right? I'm sure this, this cat is good in his own right. And that's when I immediately, immediate, immediately started his education. It was like, yo, this, this, and this. You got to listen to this, this, and this. Because he came at me and was like, he wanted to buy some Mac Miller CD or something. I was like, well, first of all, are you guys still buying CDs? At least I know that. And I was like, I, I'll give you the money, right? I'll give you the money after you study these and then come back at me. And if you still want, you know, and that's when I bought him his first Tribe Called Quest. That's when I bought him his first BDP. That's when I bought him Illmatic. You know what I mean? I gave him a... a a foundation it's like just you know in your spare time and then after you listen come at me and see if this is still your guy he never came back at me <laughs> never did and ever since then he's been on on point you know what i mean but he, he still has his the mcs that talk to him because the other day we were in the car and we were listening to epmd i've been on this epmd thing for like weeks now and uh we're listening to epmd and i was like you know and he he knows eric sermon and he quotes eric sermon and He's memorized um, a, a few songs, but my point is, he then um, I know we I I put in Dr. Dre's album from uh, Straight Outta Compton the soundtrack 
and we listened to that, and I, I saw him change because that's speaking to him. That's mm-hmm. resonating with him in his timeline. Yeah. You know, same thing with Kendrick. But my point again, going back to it, we were texting, and he was sending me, sending me uh, the lyrics. So I immediately sent him "Public Enemy," "Black Steel," and "The Hour of Chaos" lyrics. And the first thing he said right after that was "Dang," <laughs> and I sent him the the next uh, uh, verses from it, a follow up. And he was like, "That's what I want to be like," <laughs> you know. So. He knows, and he, you know, he he's definitely on that track, and he's in that he's in that space, that time and space, and that mind frame right now where he's exploring and he's you know becoming his own self mm-hmm. with some influence. You know what I mean? He of course That's he'll look normal. back and be like, you know, the Earth, Wind, and Fire. My old man was like, you know, BDP and all this other stuff, but it, it boggles me. I'm I'm miffed when <laughs> when someone. Yeah, you like that, don't you? I'm miffed when someone tells me, you know what I mean, they don't know, you know, Miles Davis, you know what I mean, or they don't know, uh, they they don't know Jackie Wilson or 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 uh, uh, Marvin Gaye, you know what I mean? That 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 that, I, that would I be get, like me yeah. in film, and I don't know, you know, some of the greatest Stanley Kubrick. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't know, you know, even but even it's the same. There are a lot of people like that. Even Steven you know? Spielberg today. If you say, "Yo, have you seen this film or that film or that film by Steve?" If they say they come to me and be like, "Oh yeah, Jurassic Park, uh, whatever the new one that just came out. I can't remember the the, the name of it, but greatest movie ever." I heard people say, and I was like, <laughs> "Come on, man! Do you, you realize Spielberg did the first one?" And Spielberg. Yeah, but see, people don't. They don't. They don't look at that necessarily. You know, they don't. Spielberg. Pay. The only reason those movies even exist in their time is because Steven Spielberg did Jaws. Jaws was the first summer blockbuster. There's no blockbusters without Jaws. You're None. Funny. Yeah. That's well. my point. But you got. You have to know that. You, you. I mean, you have to. Why wouldn't you? Why do I know that? What? Like why? I don't know why I know stuff like that, but it. It's important to you, and I don't, I don't think it's not I don't necessarily think, important to everybody. That's right, and that's what I was going to get to. I don't think that like you should know that, and I'm not. I'm. Not, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I wouldn't cast judgment on um, you because you don't. But <laughs> if you're going to be a filmmaker, if you're going to be a producer, then you should know that. If you're going to if you're going to sing a song and and mm-hmm. and you're singing ballads, you should know. Yeah, it's part of the you craft. should know it's Marvin Gaye. Yeah. It's part of about learning. I I agree. <laughs> That's my point. This I'm dude's always that. singing ballad. Every time he's around me, right, I'd be beatboxing, and then he comes in and he starts singing, and I'm like, yo, I mean, you know, you got to know, <laughs> you know, how can you, how can you not know, like, or even yet, how can you not? I don't know. Well, luckily Fuck. you can, you know, educate your son about that, and then he's gonna learn <sighs> at least. <laughs> so. It's very stressful for me. Yeah, just relax. It really and, uh, is. It's very it's okay. stressful for me. It's okay. You can't you know. educate all of them at once. The podcast is a way, you know, to get it out there at least and vent and get it out And that's just chest. it. But see, that's, that's just it, though. With technology, with the advancement of technology, have we become that narcissistic that we just only want to look at ourselves and what we what what interests us right now at the present and not paying attention to the past 
You know what I mean? I I apparently said something offensive to someone recently where I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I do have some selfies, you know, it might take a hundred snaps before I'm satisfied with something like that. You know, I don't like people with a camera up in my face. You know, if, 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 thank God, thank you're not, you don't ever come up to me and be like, Sophie, (laughs) I would lose my shit. (laughs) <laughs> if you ever did some some stuff like that, like what the get that who? I mean, I do it with my little sister as a joke, the selfie time, you know. Yeah, but, but that's more the bonding. Yeah. and you haven't seen your sister right. in a while. We're and, trying to keep track, and you know. But. Yeah, yeah, but if if, if she was here twenty four seven, no, you could probably count on two fingers how many times you would do that, no. if that. Even when they're here, don't do it that much. I mean, but, but if you go to any anyone's any specific one, hot or not doesn't matter who it is instagram page it's all their grills like what not the, mine what, you know <laughs> not mine yeah yeah i mean yeah i could well yeah there are i'm not that people. comfortable with my own grill so i mean i don't need the you know i don't need all that in my life but my point when it comes i say my point a lot what i'm trying to stress is <laughs> That's the thing about wearing headphones, right? When you wear headphones, you hear everything. Like, like I've said, like more than normal today. My my point is, I'm out of, I'm out of gas, people. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just, just out of it today. But when you have headphones on, it definitely highlights and. Puts everything under the microscope. If you want to experiment with this, get yourself a field recorder, couple pair, uh, you know, headphones, and go out and have a conversation with your friend or family or significant other, whomever. And it's a completely different experience as far as how you say things. And don't even try to add a mixer into it. Try to do a production because then you're fumbling over words. People probably think I'm a moron. Right, and it's not that I've, I've I've had, and I need to coin this. It's called podcastitis. <laughs> when you have podcastitis, you forget things. You know, I mean, you don't pronounce things right. You're well, especially trying... when you're not prepared. Uh... Well, no, we go off the top. Exactly. So... This is this is a freestyle podcast, yeah. people. This is hip hop in its rawest form. This is influenced this is by the greats. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, we just we're just freestyling. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. How many times have you been prepared when you've talked in this podcast? Not once. Oh, uh, well, you've had a couple. I, a couple heads times. Up. Yeah, you've had a couple. Well, when I have to pick the MC and stuff, I need a little bit yeah. of heads up. Yeah, you've but, had, it. but not not the uh, the overall format. It's no. a free, open format. Yeah. So. That's good. I like it that way. Less stress. I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was all on because of Maurice White. That yeah. whole rant. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting how. It's all linked together, you know? But yeah, and knowing, and this is your history, and, 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 and knowing the icons, the people that did it, the people that did, that did it right. I mean... But I the, have to say, I remember bonding with my dad, with me, like my parents, when it came to certain music. Like, I found an old tape, you know, and it had Barry White and Marvin Oh, man, Gaye he was there. Wonder. He was there. When I took my mom to the concert, it was Barry White and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, and like Bob Marley and whatever, and just all on the same tape, and I was like... Dad, you listen to this, and this is a tape that he made back in the day. You yeah, know, you and put so, it together. 
Yeah. His playlist. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, you know? So it was a moment that we bonded where it was at some point our generation gap just diminished, you know? And it was just, we were on the same page. So even today, like I'll play stuff and he's like, oh, Midian, what is this? You know? But like he has his own like style of stuff too. And now he's back in Morocco. He listens to more Arabic music, but he still enjoys, you know. Yeah, but he knows. That. He knows he pop knows. culture. He knows and right? he. he he, yeah. he knows, and he knows. He knows film. Does he? Know, he knows film and actors. He, uh, yeah, of right? course he loves. Yeah, he loves Jack Nicholson and Sean yeah. Penn and Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he says? Yeah, he likes them. Old school, you know. He it's likes men. The, yep. You know those three right there. Those are his favorite. Those and, three and, and Meryl Streep. Yeah. Well, though every one of those, a they don't wear tight pants. They don't sag. They don't. Uh, they're not vaping. You know what I mean? These is Leo these are, is vaping. I saw a men. picture of Leo vaping. Well, Leo I was gets a surprised. Pass. Leo gets a pass. That was weird. Leo gets a pass. I was not expecting that. Leo gets a pass. <laughs> okay, but I'm I was okay. I'm okay with Leo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm. I just saw that like a few minutes ago. So yeah, like, well, that's okay. Leo gets a pass. Right, Don't make well. those faces. All right. <laughs> you know, we gets Even down. Your book. We we get. That's the only book. Uh, we gets. <laughs> we. No, we on the American Riddle podcast fully support and endorse Leonardo DiCaprio and all his endeavors, okay. past, present, and future. That's okay. for the record. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know, speaking of, of other icons, I mean, you just watched the Showtime documentary by Spike Lee on Michael Jackson. Oh, that was so good. Like and you it, said, it really made me miss him again and more. But they really played it. They picked a lot of great songs, a lot of fun ones, a lot of happy ones. And this like, this documentary, if you haven't seen it, you can. Um, I think you can get it on the Showtime app, or it may be on demand. On check your cable provider, uh, uh, but uh, you should be able to get it. Uh, it may even be available on iTunes, which is an iTunes link on AmericanRiddle.com or Amazon. So definitely, you know, bookmark and and get it through there if you uh, desire. But it's on Showtime, produced and uh, directed by Spike Lee, documentary that chronicles uh, the uh, making of Off the Wall. And that's one of my favorite uh, favorite Michael Jackson albums. I mean, Me yes, too. Thriller, no doubt. No doubt. Thriller changed the game. But, but Thriller... But for Michael, Off the Wall changed the game. Thriller for him yes, as an artist. Yes, it took him to that level. Yeah, but what I was going to get into was, and the film gets into this. The reason Thriller exists is because no matter how much he sold and what he did on Off the Wall, he still didn't get command the respect from the mainstream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People, people who supported him, Motown followed him, loved him. Of course, we were hook, line, and sinker. But television, mm-hmm. the Grammys, all the mainstream still didn't embrace him. So he had to, as he said, next year they're they're going to have to accept me. Mm-hmm. And that's when he that's when he came out with Thriller. But this goes this shows you everything that went into you know the mind, the body, the soul of Off the Wall. And it's amazing to 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 hear, and it goes into how the connection with Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. how the the musicians and the horn players—is it a horn player? 
Yeah. People who played the horn yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. came on board to help with the album. Yeah. Played on off the wall. I mean, it goes Shit. it goes it goes deep. So good. As far as the the uh, you know the production of it, the 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 the, the, the psyche, clips, no, the clips that they chose to, and just him and yeah, the outtakes, and then yeah. then Quincy Jones talking about you know his the the way he he you know the the way he would think and 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 just just everything just. You know everyone's memories of him and the way he would study the arts. There the isn't way- anyone now that like takes, you know, that's like the king. You know what I mean? Well, like, everyone's a king, and that, right. that goes it back to it, there's no one that has that kind of world influence. But no one's game changing. Like right. even though everyone is, everyone's selling platinum records. Everyone's, you know what I mean. This year they're the king, but they're not even even. What's her name? Is it Adele? Mm-hmm. Like she's the she's the big thing right now. But but but, I don't believe that as good as she the the mainstream embraces her. She's to me she's, and I've said this on a podcast, and I don't mean any disrespect by it, but she's on that that that's that mediocre level. Like she's good. She's really good. But the fact she has the media and the, the 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 production companies and the record companies to 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 invest multi million dollar ad campaigns on her, it it makes her appear to be epic and game. But she's not game changing, and I don't mean any disrespect by that. But if she was, if if this was a different time in a different place, or if you did have the, that type of artistry out there today. Uh, it would. It, it, I don't think the outcome would be the same. It wouldn't be the same playing field. I mean, you match her up against a you know Whitney Houston, Patti Labelle. It doesn't Aretha. Or yeah, it doesn't come close. Mm-mm. But the artists are great. They're 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 very strong, very good. But it's a uh, no one's actually changing the game. You know what I mean? No one, no one's revolutionizing the sound. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's on par. They do the same thing. You know what I mean for the same it's outcome. Safe. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 really is. But no one's really risking it to make a change or to alter the course, a direction. No one is right. That's I mean, true. there may be. You know, I'm not, not. It's not like we're plugged into. You know, I, I keep my I keep my ear to the streets, and I. You know, I, I mean, if there was a new king, we would know about it. That's my point. You know what I mean? There isn't one person that stands out. That's like you know, like everyone screams at. Not I mean, on, do you remember the craze? Not on that the, level. Not right, on that level. The cra- like even with the Beatles. You know, the Beatles had that too. It's just not like on a that, craze. Not on that level. Not on that level. Like, One Direction has that with these kids these days, you know? Like, I thought someone was murdered on the street, but it was these girls that were crying because they, they saw a car with, like, a couple of the group members of One Direction. I was like, really? You know what I mean? But it's it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't have, there isn't, like, one person or, you know, and I guess it's, there, like you said, there is too much out there now where there are Well, there's there are a people, lot. Yeah, there's too much where people don't stand out as much, but I don't know. That's too bad, um, but no one's ever going to be like it's him. A diff- it's, well, it's, it's also a different time where everything is so accessible 
Meaning you you can just you don't have to go to a record store anymore. You imagine the commitment that one would take to get an album. Like and how careful you'd be with it so you wouldn't scratch it too and stuff and like I yeah. mean yeah you, you would you would you'd have to be committed I'd have to I'd have to hitch a ride to get to the record store you'd have to save up you'd have to work to get the money and then you'd have to you know today you know my son has gift cards he's got they've got the parents credit card on file to download stuff on iTunes you know the password and it's there it's right there for you you know <laughs> so you know in the reason why our connection is so strong is because we had to make the commitment. You had to go to Tower Records. I had to go to Nick's Records and Tapes on Dort Highway in Flint, Michigan. You know what I mean? I remember the smell, the incense that were burning. I remember the the Middle Eastern um, uh, uh, family that owned it. You know, I remember the the wife, the sexy Middle Eastern woman, you know, dark hair. You know what I mean? Just beautiful woman. Yeah, she would look at me, and you know what I mean. That was yeah. I remember all those. <laughs> Weirdo feelings. No, I was a, I was I was a teenager, you know. Yeah, was, hormonal. Yeah, so I was like, man, you know, it's just it was there. Exotic. So you don't get that. I think there's no there's no incense, and yeah, there's no nothing exotic on my iPhone unless mm. I download it. But why would I do that <laughs> and be downloading music? That would be weird, you know. So you know, or I could burn incense, download an exotic picture doesn't have and then the download same the music feel no it's not as no authentic it, it would be weird yeah, yeah. very yeah so <laughs> what are you doing malcolm yeah. trying to <laughs> get caught <laughs> what are you doing? i'm trying to recreate my record store shopping mm. experience it doesn't work so the commitment was greater you know and you brought that with you you know when you when you set that needle on the wax and you would listen uh, different. So now, less is invested. So it would be it would be it would be tough for someone to be crowned king or queen, and uh, in, in, in any field, because it's just it 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 just doesn't. It, I think I think now everything has shifted to film and television, especially television. Yeah. Because then uh, and there are you know kings and queens of that uh, arena. Uh, just because there are game-changing, uh, uh, you know, film uh, media outlets, I guess. I guess uh, maybe in when sports you have that. But far as uh, music, it, it's just so much. You know, it's just so much. But the documentary, getting back on that, it's a, uh, it's a hell of a watch. Mm-mm. It's a, it's a hell of a character study. You know, I mean, and 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 for those of you who are fans. Of the Jackson family, Michael Jackson, yeah. When you watch it, you're you're gonna miss him. Oh God, that much more. So much. Yeah, I mean, I remember we were living in. Uh, we were we had moved to Texas, suburbs of uh, Houston, Texas. Hated that place. Oof. Yeah, I, I didn't like. I didn't care too much for Colorado or Texas. Uh, but we were living there when. Uh, Who was it? Uh, when Michael Jackson released here this song doesn't play. Hmm. Yeah, and I would just hear this all the time. My brother 
my dad for his birthday. He was, I don't know, I think it was maybe my brother's 14th birthday or something, 13th or 14th, and he got him a, a stereo, Sansui, <laughs> you know what I mean? Japanese were, you know, full force as far as audio. And my brother would blast it. He he had the stereo system with the glass cabinet. It was glass cabinet and the stereo. No wood this time. <laughs> there was no wood, and it was uh, all black Ooh. with red lights. Ooh. Yeah, fancy. Yeah. Were you allowed to touch it? It was in his room, man. Oh. I, I you know what I mean. I got shortchanged. I get shortchanged. I get shortchanged. I'll never forget it, but I'm not going to make it about me, so I'm going to keep the story going. You know, on my birthday, I was shortchanged. Straight up. Now I want to know. Straight up, man. I think I got like calligraphy pens for my birthday, man. But I like art and I like drawing and writing. And my parents knew this at the time, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you need lights and glass cabinet and black, no wood. You know what I mean? He had to. He, it had the black, it had the black speakers, and it had one gigantic subwoofer, and the the, the subwoofer was white, it was okay. white, you know what I mean? And the center was like a black circle, and and I remember this, you know, because I got shortchanged, <laughs> so I remember, right? And this shit, he would blast this shit, twenty four seven, straight up. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Motherfucker had penny loafers and shiny socks. Yeah, my brother dressed up as Michael Jackson and danced. They go in a, in a documentary. They go in with the guy who said where he got that style from. The dancer, I can't remember who it was. I think it was wasn't it Fred Astaire? Or was it? Fred Astaire? Yes, was a big influence on Michael Jackson. That's another thing. Michael was open about when he talked. So me as a child, I would look up. Fred, you know, you would look up Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire films. You would watch them. You know what I mean? The connect. I mean, maybe it was just my own curiosity, and I would do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Interest, it interested you. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know why people don't do that anymore. It's strange. I, I don't know. It's lazy. <laughs> I think it's more laziness. It's like, I'll do it later. I'll do that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to get on my son sometimes. I'd be like, man, you got power, right? And you're, you got a better phone than I have. I know. Literally, you have a better... He does. He has the... He has the... <laughs> he's got the... Me too, he's got a better phone than me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so. He's got an iPhone 6... Right, or S? I don't know which one it is, but it's I. I don't. I got old and busted, straight up. My stuff is janked. My phone is so bad right now. I'm. I'm seriously, seriously considering going back to a flip phone. Seriously, and I'll tell you why. And then when you talk about your minutes, you'll be for. It'll be for real this time. I'm. A, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm not gonna text. Um. What? Like, you're never going to text. You're going to have to go through, like... I don't text like, hardly now. I mean, I do, but... Not, I, mean, I mean, you know it's a text. You're going to have to press two, like, three times to get to C, right? You can pick... If, it, people, if they, need to, if they need to get me, they, they got to call. How's that? <laughs> I'm taking it back. Cause, no headphones. You're going to have to flip the phone up to your ear. No, you, they got them. Flip phones have a little little port. I guess they do now. No, even the older ones. I, I, I still have my old flip phones from back in the days. I have, I think, one. And there's just, like, a little ones. headphone jack there. Okay. You sure it's not the charger? And I'm telling you like I know it, okay? I remember details. Okay, you All do. Right? I don't I don't slip. The uh there's no need. Excuse me. There's there's no Are you need. Okay over there? I have hiccups and I'm burping, <laughs> belching. Which one is it? Burping or belching? Both. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> the uh, this phone is crapping out on me, right? And we're we're slaves to it. I'm not going to get off into a rant, but this thing just keeps turning on, turning off. The battery could be up at 86, percent then it drops down to like 12. No it's reason. Annoying. It's just at the end of its life, right? I, mean, I could invest. You know what I mean? Scrounge up some pennies and invest in, you know, the latest and greatest. But uh, I'm, I'm really thinking about just getting a flip phone and just getting a, a freaking MP3 player or something. A, you know, a, what do you call it? The, the shuffle or something? Nano. I have some if you want an old one. Yeah, I like just get something like that. I can use it for whatever I want, you know, and, and just go with it. I'll just memorize numbers. I mean, how many how many numbers do you have memorized in your head? Not that many. Huh? Very few. I yeah. actually still remember the old ones that I used to know when I had to remember them. You know what I mean? Like when you're in high school and like friends that you call all the time. Those are the numbers I remember. Yeah. I mean, no one remembers. No one memorizes numbers. No one memorizes stuff. So your brain is just getting, you're not exercising it. Now think about that. Now I could just, it's easy for me to just, to just be dismissive and say, you know what? Get the, you know, get it. Because, you know, I do a lot of work emails, newsletters, stuff like that. So it comes it does come in handy. But uh sometimes it's just to have that freedom and to think, to be in the car, to be at one and have a peaceful ride and not have to multitask if I'm at a you know, if I'm if I if I'm at a coffee shop or something like that. You know, if you you got your computer, you you can go into any store and they have Wi Fi and, you know, these hot spots where you can jump on and jump off. It's a pain, you know. It's be, doable. It's just... Because we've... Uh, we, we've definitely... It'd be an adjustment, you know, a readjustment again, you know? Yeah, but... Hey, man, I'll get back to you on my time, all right? Like before. Now, all of a sudden, you're tethered to this device well, all the time. also expect immediate response, you know, There's because none. you know that your phone is always near you, you know, so if you don't give... Now, you got to wait. When you talk to Malcolm, you're going to have to wait. I'm seriously just thinking about just, just doing it, man. I mean, what's the point? Hmm? Save a lot of money, actually. That's the that's the deal. Hmm. That's the deal, Miriam Tazi. So what do you guys think? Maybe the, the listeners can uh, Flip weigh in on Flip phone or this. smartphone. Yeah, weigh <laughs> in on it. They're not going to respond. No one responds. I, I ask this every podcast. What do you guys think? No one ever tweets. <laughs> No one does. But I keep doing this. 140-something podcasts in, I just keep doing it. It's like I'm exercising my muscle. That's what I'm doing. There you go. You know, no one's clicking on the Amazon link. I did. You did, and you saved me from going under. Oh. That did That did the trick. That's that's the truth, Ruth. That is... Uh, yep. And American Riddle thanks you uh, <laughs> for your contribution yeah. yeah, you know, speaking of multitasking, I, uh, I, I I got called in, late call, and I just happened to be free to do a uh, a wine tasting, did a wine tasting. We've done a few. You know, yeah, a this week. yeah, but I did a wine tasting for, it was like a fundraiser. I'm still unclear what it was, but it was a bunch of women. Mm. Bunch of women. Did they get loud? They got really loud. Did they get drunk? Yeah, they got hammered. They were drinking and, and boozing and having having a good time, and hmm. I don't know if they got hammered. Maybe that's, I shouldn't put them on blast like that. But, <laughs> you know, 
Because it's a wine yeah, tasting. But did they l- yeah, well, did they actually like try to learn about the wine at well, all? Well, I didn't really have to do anything. I think I was just there for support because uh, the, the shop that was doing it, since we were putting them on blast, uh, maybe I shouldn't mention their name, uh, but uh, it was a... Uh, it was an experience because, uh, you know, I was just there for support. Like, I think they had it under control, but just in case. Because sometimes when you're doing these wine tastings, uh, you're you're in a position where um, anything could go down. Customers could walk in. The yeah, doors they're not private tastings because yeah. they're still the store is still open for yeah. business, right? Yeah. So you can be doing a tasting, and then there's cus- other customers that need yeah. special attention. Yeah. Yeah, so so the 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 shop, so the, the shop in question. I mean, you know, it's a wine taste. I can say it, right? It's not no big deal, right? It was, a, it was an event. So it was at the Vienna Vintner, and the, the Vienna Vintner way it's set up. It's almost like a uh, in Vienna, Virginia, right off one twenty three. So visit wow, them, really? <laughs> no, visit them, man. They, they, they've they they help sponsor the podcast early on, and and, and still do in some way. So, they're, you know, they're supporters. Uh, but the, the 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 whole area is like the shopping district where it's at. It's kind of like a uh, it's like a television show, you know. What I mean, like Seinfeld or something like that, where it's got all these different characters. You know, you got was it Saeed, right? He comes in and he's in his suit and he's always got like a big oversized <laughs> cup of coffee. Sometimes he can make it with fire. You know what I mean? Like he he just randomly will pop in, right? Yeah. Huh? Yep. And then you got the uh, you you got this guy next door who sells mattresses. What's his name? Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Now, now let me describe Nathaniel <laughs> to you guys listening. Right? He sells mattresses. He owns the store actually. Right? And I yeah. like this guy a lot. He um he he's about uh, six foot fourteen. <laughs> he's very tall. Right? He's he has to duck to walk in the doorway. So I'm doing the event last night, right? And uh, he he just pops in. It's, it's literally like like a, a, what are those TV shows called? Like Seinfeld? What do they call them? Sitcoms. Sitcom. That's mm. what I was looking for. It's, that's podcast itis. It's not because <laughs> I'm an idiot or a moron. People. It's because I'm trying to set up. The engineering of this podcast, and I forget. So, yes. So Nathaniel is uh, is much like a one of the uh, uh, comedic relief uh, characters in a sitcom. Mm. Thank you, Miriam Tazi. Mm-hmm. Anytime. And he he comes in, and I, I'm I, at this point, I completely remove myself from the private event because it's all w- women in this. The um, Jackie, she's uh, handling it. She's about. I don't know. She's probably you know five foot eighteen, yeah, right? No, she's they all make me feel really short. Very very <laughs> tall people. Very yeah, tall. Victor's tall too. All yeah. three of them. And I'm like, can you guys yeah. grab that glass up yeah. there, please? <laughs> so they're 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 running things, having a good time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nathaniel comes to like every tasting. He always comes by too, and he's like, "What you got on the table that I like?" Yeah, and and so it, I'm trying to get to something. So just bear with me, people. Um, how do I get to this? I can't get this thing to work. Technology. No, I just want to see. Done. There it is. All right. I was trying to cue something up. Mm. So sorry for the listeners that are. 
trying to figure out what Malcolm is doing. So anyway, the back is is full. Women are having a good time, and I'm uh, I'm up front, up front of the store, right? Nathaniel, he's like I said, he's he's six foot fourteen, comes in, he's got a a, a big cup in his hand, <laughs> and he's he's. He's he's chipper. He's always seems to be happy and in a good mood. He's always laid back. So whenever I see him, I was like, you know, how's business? You know what I mean? And it's a slow season. There are seasons in the mattress business, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and and peak season is the summertime because people tend to like to move when it's warm, yep. the way he says. So that's when he sells the most mattresses. And, you know, for small talk... I always say it every time he comes in. I always I always say the same thing, right? For small talk, I always talk mattress talk. So I'm like, so what's the big, you know, what's the big seller? Is it, uh, you know, is it memory foam? You know what I mean? Is it pillow top, pillow top, Tempur Pedic? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going into it, and he's ah, memory foam is tapered off a little bit. I was like, yeah, it seemed like a good idea, but and I was like, well, what about the 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 the, the boxes, uh, the the mattresses that come in a box? How are those Casper mattresses? And you know, I'm talking about all these. He was like, yeah. It's a good gimmick, but you know they're not going to hold up. So we're talking mattress mumbo jumbo, and then I, I catch myself, yeah, and I go, "You must get this a lot. <laughs> like if people know what you're doing, <laughs> you know, do they corner you and just start asking you all the advice and the different mattresses?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> I goes, "I was like, yeah, because I get that when I'm at a party or somewhere. I don't tell people." I'm in the wine business because then I got to work again. Yeah. And then he goes off into talking about, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, people do the same thing to me. And I try not to mention it, but if they find out or no, then I'm working again. Yeah. And I was like, I know exactly what. I, and he goes, you know, there's more to me than just mattresses. <laughs> there's, more, there's more to me than just mattresses. Right. And he goes, and then he looks, I was going to say he looks up, but he doesn't have to look up. <laughs> He looks straight ahead. Yeah, he looks. He looks straight ahead. Whoa, 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 what's go, what's going on here? And I go oh, a private event for some some group. He goes, man, I just came by to wash my mug in the the <laughs> where you, the kitchenette is in the wine shop is back all corner the way in the back. So it's like you know thirty five women. They're 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 on blast and and this is what it sounds like in there. Yeah. So this is them. So it's a, it's full blast, right? And, and he's looking. <laughs> yeah, he, he's looking and he's like, I ain't going back there. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah, I, I ain't going back there. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, you know. It's walk funny through. how like, a group of women will scare off a man. Yeah, yeah, say, so, just say, excuse me. You'll make it. No, I'm not going. Like, what are they going to do to you? And I'm trying to convince him. I'm like, it's, it's okay. Aww. Yeah, I decided to record a bunch. They're just going at it, too. So at some point... I don't hear any wine descriptions at all. No, they're just... They're no ch- music, nothing? They're, <laughs> it's funny you brought that up, Miriam Tazi. Hmm. So... Let's see. Oh, there's music. <laughs> Is that MC Hammer? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's actually Rick James. Rick James. Well, I just heard a doom, 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 doom. Where was the music coming from? <laughs> My jam box wasn't there. No, I was up front. Oh. That's how loud it was in there. Wow. Yeah, so I'm way up front playing a little Rick James. Yeah, it's going on. So, 
Yeah, it was it was it was chaotic in there, and that's how it gets in these uh, these wine tastings. Yeah, you know, they didn't they didn't care about the. Uh, no, it's when they just put the hand back and they just want you to fill it up. Give me the white. I just want more Chardonnay. Yeah. They don't even look at you. <laughs> the little prince. <laughs> so the, in the same thing happened to me recently. I did a wine tasting, and this lady, she comes up to me, and it's loud like this. And she goes, she goes, yeah, uh, I'm pouring the wines. And she goes, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, my neighbor's like an Italian wine, and it costs... Uh, Costs about uh, thirty-five dollars. I want that one. <laughs> I just looked at her like, "What the hell? How am I supposed to know? You know which wine it is." I was like, "Lady, I don't know which wine you're talking about, but I want that one. It's thirty-five dollars, and it's Italian." Oh, how the hell am I supposed to know? Wow. Yeah. So that's what we got to go through in the wine business, <sighs> people. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy in there, but yeah, the the, the whole that whole cast of characters. Uh, you know, in and around. I mean, then you got Jam and Java. It's a, it's a, uh, what is it? That that's a coffee house that does uh, live music, mm-hmm. comedy shows. Uh, Miriam Tazi has walked out of there bent many a nights. Yeah, yeah. You know what happened. I mean? <laughs> Fumbling around. Yeah, they also have like the South Beach. They make sandwiches and stuff too now. Yeah, so you got you got the brothers that uh, that own uh, that young young crew, right? Jonathan and uh, I forget his other brother's name. I forget too. But it's a whole crew, and 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 yeah, the Victor who owns the Vienna Vintner. I mean, you could basically do a reality. I've even told him you should do like a reality show. But even just the customers that come in, oh you yeah, know, it's the same people every week, and they're all characters, and they're all yeah. like very, you know, we know each other by name. It's just you know, it's that neighborhood, the neighborhood wine shop, you know, the regular. Regular folk, and then the new people that come in, they're like, "Do you guys know everybody that comes in here all the time?" We're like, "Yeah, pretty much," you know. So it's it's fun. It's got its charm for sure. It's cute. It's nice when you have small business like that. It's kind of nice when everyone knows each other. But then, like, let's say I'm closing alone at that store. It's nice to have people keeping an eye. You know, you don't feel like you're completely alone. You feel safer in a way too, knowing that people are kind of dropping by and checking up on you. You know, when you all know each other and stuff, it's. It's it has like a nice community feel. It's nice. Yeah, I mean that's important. I mean because yeah. now I mean we've talked about it how the the community is a is a dying mm-hmm. breed. Uh, yeah, you, you still know. feel it. Feel it in Vienna. You definitely do. And that's important. Mm-hmm. You need that. I've never felt that before. So it was actually it's really it's it actually makes me feel like I'm part of something. You know. So besides my family, of course, but it's I don't know. It's nice. Yeah, you need. You it's need, genuine. Well, I mean, it goes back to you know me describing the record store, mm-hmm. you know, and then that changed over time, and then you had you know Tower Records, which I still miss. Tower <laughs> Records spent uh, a lot of time in there too, and so, you yeah. could get to know the you know the, the the people that worked there, but it had a different feel, and then eventually, eventually Tower Records went the way of the Dodo Bird, yeah. and then we have Sam Goody, yeah, all those places. Yeah, it doesn't it's weird. exist. Now you find records that like Oh, you can go into a you can go into a Whole Foods. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Or like uh what's that You store? can go into a Whole Foods. The Guitar Center sells vinyl. Of course they, you know, they should have a small selection, but they they sell vinyl. You can go into uh in the mall, um what's that place? Urban Out Urban, Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters will have vinyl. Which is bizarre to me, but okay. It's, it's a clothing hipster. store. Yeah. 
It's hipster. That's why. That's why that you know, they're sense. doing it for the hipster element, not mm-hmm. for the love of the music. Yeah. It's like one more thing you can put in your, uh, you know, put in your your basket mm-hmm. and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, their intentions are not pure. <laughs> they're not pure, Mary. They they don't fool me for a minute. Not Got it. Not at all. But yeah, that was my uh, my adventure. I don't even know why I was telling that story about wine tastings. I was going somewhere with it. But as always, I have podcast-itis. Oh, sorry, I can't help you this time. And I'm hooking up because my battery's getting low on my uh, computer. So I got to hook that up real quick. So now we got power. Um, what else happened uh, uh, this week? We had uh, the uh, passing, another passing. And this one, this one was a... Sorry to bum you guys out with all this information, but uh, Chuck D's dad passed away. Chuck D of Public Enemy. You know what I mean? That one, that one. Yeah, that was tough. That's a tough one right there. And you guys listening probably don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I mean, Chuck D, you know, Public Enemy, If you when you think about uh, Chuck D and his influence on hip-hop and hip-hop culture... You know, it's deep and he still has presence and he still is continuing uh, to influence people all over the world. And uh, the fact uh, that I only recently was uh, educated to his, uh, you know, his love and commitment to family. You know, I mean, mean, you kind of knew, but Chuck to me growing up was... It's like a myth. It's like Zeus. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, sitting on Mount Olympus and, you know, you don't want to piss him off or or lightning and thunder will rain down on you. You know what I mean? Powerful. Yeah, so that's how I always I always looked at Chuck and I I guess over the past year I I've and he doesn't do a lot of interviews. Mm. You know, there'd be, you know, newspaper articles, this or that, you know what I mean? But, you know, they're, they're blurbs. But over the past year, I've listened to a couple podcasts that he's been on and where he would talk. And, and you know, I, I started making a connection. If you, if you notice when he tours, when he's out and about, you don't see him with, 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 with booze. You don't see him with women doing selfies. You just don't see that side of him and what little you do see you see him with his family friends and when he talks on podcasts of course he's he's passionate about the uh the heaters kicking in people it's cold in the studio the uh he's passionate about the uh the evolution of hip-hop of course he stays on that on that note but he i noticed on a lot of the podcasts that he would talk about his heroes and who influenced him right and the, the the one person on every podcast I listened to, he would say he didn't really believe in Superman and really didn't have superheroes. Or Of course, there were sports figures that he admired, but the only person that he would name was his father. Father was his hero. Mm-hmm. And he said that on multiple interviews. Mm-hmm. And there lies the connection. And he would talk about how his dad had the real powerful voice. Mm-hmm. If you think his was, this is where he got it from. And you know, I, I took you know, I stayed with me. And when I read of the passing of uh, 
of his dad um, this week, I believe it was. You know, it was it was saddening, but also it was it was a way to celebrate and to acknowledge that if it wasn't for his dad, we wouldn't have the hard rhymer. Right. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have the rhyme animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? We wouldn't you know wouldn't have Public Enemy Number One. And it says a lot. And Chuck, uh, he wrote a. Uh, you can go on publicenemy.com dot com or any form, and you can see uh, he wrote a, a letter. You know about his father, mm. and it's very touching. I don't know if you've read it, but Mm-mm. you should. You should. Very, very well written. You can feel the passion and the love, and you know the the respect he has. Uh, you know for his family and his father. And that being said, I mean, what you know made me reflect and made me look at you know myself. And uh, how how you know just how how my son might look at me, you know, and how he may view me, you know, when I'm not here, you know what I mean? It just I don't know. It just it sent chills up and down, and and uh, you know I'm 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 thankful that that his dad gave us Chuck D, you know. And and that they uh, shared such a uh, a common interest, common bond, and they shared it, you know, of course with their family, but with the world. And yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I mean, you can go to publicenemy.com. I think that's where uh, where everything's at, and read it. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, but that's where you can find it. Just look it up. It's easy to find. You can go on Instagram. You can mm. f- go to uh, Chuck D's Twitter page and, uh, yeah, publicenemy.com and look it up if you have an interest in that. But, you know, it, it, it's 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 funny just because weeks prior to, you know, like I said, I've been listening to a lot of EPMD, but in the gym I've been listening to a lot of Public Enemy. It seems to be the pace that helps me with with my workouts. Hmm. So I've been listening to a lot of Public Enemy. Today I listen to a lot of Public Enemy as well. And, it, yeah, it just keeps me on track, and it kind of focuses me. So that's the tempo that I've been looking for and, and I've been playing. And I was just thinking a lot about Chuck and his family. And, uh, yeah, the American Riddle pol- uh, podcast sends our condolences. Yeah, uh, indeed. To Chuck's family. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Tensions are high, you know what I mean? The, 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 The politics of what's going on in the nation is ramped up right now. Yeah, very much so. People are choosing sides. Destroying each other's sides, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, some of them are, are taking it for a joke, you know what I mean? Some of them are taking it for a joke right now. I mean, I, I posted something earlier uh, this week, and um, I don't know if you saw it. What's up? Hold on. Give me a second. I'll cue it up. So this right here I posted um, was from the 2004 um, Democratic nominee or nomination to win the Democratic nomination. 
Um, it's a clip of Howard Dean. And as you know, back in 2004, Howard Dean was trying to secure the, the nomination and then got the boot. You know what I mean? You know something? Based you know on something? this. If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. So when when Howard Dean did that, when he did a victory lap, right, in essence, he acted a fool. Bit. But it was he had won in Iowa. We he will was not give up. He was uh, on track to win the nomination. We will not give up in South Carolina. And uh, yeah, when he when he did this speech, the media ran with it and played that yeehaw over and over, and it cost him the nomination, right? And you know, basically, he was acting a you know he he was happy. He was doing a victory lap, and he was caught up in emotion. This, this isn't new news. You know what I mean? This isn't breaking news. But the, my point that I'm trying to make is if you look at what's going on now with everyone trying to uh, get the nomination, doesn't matter what side you're on, but everyone's acting a, almost acting a fool now is acceptable. It, at that point in time, that wasn't presidential. Right. You know, I even remember seeing it live. I was watching it live at the time. And how did you react? I said, he just lost. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I, I said, I said I, you know, I've been around politics my whole life. And when I was watching that, I was like, um, yeah, he just, he, he, that was my exact words. I was like, he, he just blew the whole <laughs> shebang. And, and that's what happened. I mean, you didn't have to be a, you know, a, a genius to figure that out. Because at the time, the world was, it wasn't that long ago. But the world was so much different the way we, I said it, I said it the other night. We, we, there was something on the television. I was like, what happened when the way people conduct themselves visually, the way they handle themselves, it's out the window now. Yeah. I'm not now I'm not saying that if you have nose rings and piercings and tattoos and, and stuff like that or, or whatever, you know, your wig isn't tightened up and, and stuff like that. I'm not dissing you, but at the same time, anything goes now. Yeah, pretty much. Anything goes. I'm not saying you're not a good person, right? You know? I might question you if you're going to run for president. You know what I mean? If you're going to serve me food, you know what I mean? I might not want you to have, you know, long dried up braids all hanging down or the fucking pinky nailed. It's, you know, gray nail, super long with a sharp tip. It looks like a damn vampire. I don't, I don't need that shit in my life. I don't need to see that. I don't want to see your toes. Okay. I don't want to see your toes or your feet. You know what I mean? All up in my grill. I don't need that. I, I also don't need the clean cup person that's the sweeper in the restaurant that always comes around sweeping when I'm trying. To, what, what do you think happens when you're sweeping? I know what you're doing, but don't do it while I'm eating. Yeah. Mites and the dust particles. and Do that later when I leave. <laughs> All right? Why did I say it? Why, why am I going off into this rant? Oh, looks. Perception. Perception was a big thing. Well, you know, this is only 2004, and he lost the nomination 
based on. They played this over and over in the media. and they, they, His own party just played it and just went on in. You look at now, man, you got Trump. You, I mean, you got everyone a- acting like hooligans. They got shenanigans. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they're talking out the side of their neck. They're quote unquote, they none, they don't look presidential. Or if they do look presidential, they're almost robotic. It's kind of hard to take serious. You know, but that's what we're going to end up with. And, and again, you know, you might, you know, you might miss someone who's actually an intellect. You know, you might miss that style. But then again, maybe you won't because the news is the same way. Everyone's got their opinion. Everyone's got like uh, fucking animations and pop-ups and jokes. The news. What happened to the news? No Both. News. I don't care if it's MSNBC, CNN, uh, Fox, whatever. I mean, you know, just report the shit. Report it. Yeah. You know? Frustrates me too. Leave, leave, leave the comedic element. And I get it. You know, I like, I like Rachel Maddow. I like, you know, watching... For what they are, but I mean, these people are, 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 they're all grouped in. They're all in cahoots. <laughs> Done with them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I lost it for a minute. They're all in cahoots. What do you want from me, huh? I'm just telling you. I'm not telling anyone that's listening anything new, right? You hear me? How many times do you hear me bitching about this? I've heard this before. Huh? <laughs> this, is, this isn't new, right? No, no, huh? no, not at all. Not Poor new girl. at all. <laughs> She's looking at her watch right now, people. You know, she wants this podcast to wrap up. She's like, Jesus, this motherfucker, you know, don't let me get on to my rant about gym etiquette. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, God. It's the same thing, man. I mean, when you go to the gym... You just started it. It's a, but it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing, Miriam Tazi. Gym etiquette. I had, a, I had a conversation the other day. A couple, couple of young cats I work with started talking about how bad their gym is. And I was like, ho, 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 ho. Let me tell you about my gym. Okay? Let me tell you about my gym. Here, look at this. Oh, God. Look at this. I, well, a picture. This, this dude's rocking a belly shirt in the gym. <laughs> Or is it just because he's no, stretching no, up? No, no, look, no, no. I, I, I would have taken another picture, but that is a cutoff <laughs> belly shirt. You know what I mean? Like Curtis Blowhead back in the day. Like Walter Payton would have wore, you know, working out. Oh, back in it. Once upon a time, motherfuckers used to, no. N- yeah, that's him because he's stretching. It's well, going it to go up that like high. I don't know. I don't know. It was cut <laughs> off right here. A freaking belly shirt. He wanted to see how how tight his abs were. Oh, man. Probably. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, these guys parade. These same cats parade around. I'm, I'm just curious, what age do you get to where you just don't give a shit and you just walk freely nude in the gym? Huh? Like, um, what age? I don't think it's necessarily a certain age. It's just... A behavior because I I think people do it at different ages. But when I was younger, and it was definitely like it seemed like the old ladies, you know, like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, no, it's 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 yeah, it's it's that. I mean, you, know, you just just roll with it. I mean, just roll with it. it you know, it, they don't it, give a fuck anymore. Why should they? Out fur <laughs> everywhere, blow drying their fur. <sighs> I see it. I not only do I see it, I smell it. <sighs> I walk in. And they're blow drying their package and their fur. 
and it smells like like hair, mm. like warmth in, in the blow. You know, when you when I walk by, he's got his leg up, blow drying underneath, oh. right? And the 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 blow dryer blows. You know, it's high high heat, right? So when you walk by, the heat blows onto Ew. my head. So that means that means this motherfucker's <laughs> dander is getting on me. Ew. Ain't that a bitch? Huh? That's gross. That's what I got to deal with. You know, that's what I got to deal with. Right. I try to keep it tight when I'm in the gym. I try to keep it tight. Yeah, it's nasty. You know, and these are these are, you know, this ain't like, you know, this is in the burbs, man. This is in the burbs, right? You same dudes put on suits and ties and drive Mercedes. Live in big houses, three damn people in a big ass fucking house. You know? Yeah, man, I'm telling you. It makes so bad is I was telling the brothers at work, I was like, man, check this out. Every time I go into the gym, there's ass, and the motherfuckers don't even have, they don't even, the body, right, to be nude, like you don't have to be Hercules or anything. Like you can be proud of your body, you're working out, you're, at least you're in the gym, I get that, right? But just to be walking around nude, and it's just like ass everywhere, Leg. There's no ass. It's just flesh, back, and leg connects. Flat ass. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm just, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, what I go through. Then people wonder why I'm in the mood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wonder why my face is sour. Trauma. Man, yeah, it's, tra- it's trauma. <laughs> yeah, it's trauma. And then I go into the, the steam room, right? I don't even want to hear this Well, part. this is, this is more on me. Than them. So I go into the steam room, and the steam room I go into, you know, it's fine. It's a steam room, right? So I get the towel, wrap the towel around me. I strip, you know, and I go in, and, you know, I, I assume the etiquette is you take your clothes off when you go into the steam room. I'm assuming that. But you don't sit nude, spread eagle, or lying down. You know. Right? You gotta have towels and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I have towels. I have a couple towels, right? I put one around my waist and I can take a little small hand towel and I put it in my front, tuck it in. That way, if I do spread eagle, that towel is there. So no one else wants to look at my, my gonads, right? So um, it's secure. It's there. No big deal, you know? Because sometimes you want to stretch your legs a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So <laughs> I'm used to, I have my routine, and I go to I go to a, I have a gym that you can go to the different gyms. I go to this other gym sometimes, and it's a much younger crowd, right? A much younger crowd. Mm-hmm. And this is why I ask, what age is that cutoff? Where you, where you where you just start being free with yourself? I go to this other gym, and it's younger, twenty something year olds, early thirties, forties, whatever. And I go to go to the steam room. Right, so I go through my routine, and I'm putting my towel. Right, no nudity. And I I go in there, and it's just about four or five people in there, right? And I go in, and everyone's in shorts and t-shirts, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're that creepy, gross guy. I'm the creep. <laughs> I'm nude, you know. I'm sitting there, butt ass, right? Mm. I'm sitting there like shirtless. <laughs> I got the towel on, mind yeah. you, but I'm the only dude with that's in that motherfucker that doesn't have shorts on. These motherfuckers got shorts, they got headphones and iPods what? and shit. Weird. I thought that was weird. That's not right. They shouldn't have that in there. I saw a kid recently in the same gym. Two kids was in there. They had 
fully clothed in the steam room. Why? With a Bluetooth wireless speak. Do you have to say wireless? <laughs> no, you speaker. can say just Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> he had, they had a Bluetooth speaker jamming. That's weird. Jamming up in that thing. But huh? Ain't that a bitch? That's what goes on. Yeah, that's what goes on. Wow. And the bad thing about it is I got to the point now where I, I sometimes, if I'm annoyed by it, now I'm starting to, to talk out loud. Instead of thinking it quietly to myself, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> now I'll do that. Mm, mm, mm. You know, instead of like in my mind, I'm supposed to just go, mm, mm, mm. but not actually do it. It's just quiet or saying or or whatever I'm thinking I should just keep it to myself. You know, you're, you're brought up. Keep it to yourself if you ain't got nothing nice to say. But now I'm so annoyed. I must be at that age where I'm annoyed and I'm, I'm saying things. So the other day, I'm at work. And this goes back to... This goes back to, uh, you know, how you carry yourself. Your your presentation, right? And this uh, this this person comes in and they're in, like, pajamas... You know the type. Oh yeah, slippers. They're in yeah, they're in moccasins. They're slippers. They're mo- they're not really moccasins. They always say they're moccasins, but they're I'm slippers. Nati- they're you know fucking I mean? slippers. I'm Native American, right? I know what moccasins look like. Those are not moccasins, but yeah, they got fur, right? Slippers and some long t shirt. Looks like a night t shirt. You know what I mean? Isn't that what they call night shirts? Sleeping shirt, T-shirt, long, thin, you know what I mean? It's like a nightgown. And all of it's multicolored. None of it matches, right? So I look over and I, and I, and you know, I was supposed to think it, but for some reason I said, hmm, didn't even get dressed up today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's where I'm at. That's the dilemma I am. That's the asshole you guys are listening to on this podcast. Domino motherfucker. The American Riddle Podcast. Malcolm Riddle. I know you know him. I'm that guy that says Domino motherfucker. The life of your brother, Malcolm Riddle. Riddle, 